You are listening to Creatively Speaking presented by Showcase, the first professional social network designed specifically for marketers. Find work, find talent, build teams, and win business. This is Deborah Carney, the Senior Director of Marketing of Showcase. In this episode, I sit down with content marketing expert Alze Calhoun to discuss the process for developing compelling messaging and creating an inbound marketing machine. Get ready to take notes. This is jam-packed with helpful advice. Be sure to also connect with him on Showcase. Alze Calhoun, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon on Creatively Speaking, an expert in the realm of content marketing. You are the owner of Coveted Consultant. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your business? Well, we focus on uh, B2B um, uh, products and services companies, and we help them create content around their offerings. So uh, I believe that every company has a story to tell, and I believe that there is a connection between that story and the needs of the customer, and the customer is looking through content to figure that out. And so we help them navigate the world of content so they can better reach their core customer. Sounds fabulous. Uh, Are there any trends right now in content marketing that you've been seeing? Yeah, I think I think uh, I think really, if not most companies, many companies got suckered into content marketing. They got tricked into content marketing, and t- and so let me tell a story to kind of set that up. Yeah, please so, be suckered, huh? Uh, yeah. So so let's say about 1995, having a website was this enormous thing. If you had a website in 95, you were a front runner. You were way cool. Mm-hmm. Somewhere mm-hmm. around 2000. If if you had a website, then you were uh, it be, it became to be something that you're supposed to have. So companies were kind of organizing organizing themselves around having a website. Mm-hmm. Around 2005, SEO becomes a big deal. We begin to understand what that means, and you have to you have to constantly create content to stay uh, relevant in these things called the uh, SEO land. Right? Okay. So then uh, somewhere around 2010, now we've got social media plus SEO. So the reality around 2010 is now you have to constantly create content in addition to having a website. So you had a website because you thought it was cool, the thing to have. But now you've got to be on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, etc. You've got to have a blog on your own site and create all this content. And you just never bought in to that business model. It's not what your company does. It's not what you're excited about. It's not why you got into business. You don't have anyone in your company who focuses on that. Mm-hmm. But but now you're forced to do it. You know, you, you got suckered. You got tricked. And now we're at a place in, in 2016 where content marketing is what we have to do to stay relevant to people. And that is way beyond what you thought you you, you should you should have been doing. And so that trend and watching companies tussle with that trend is is what I'm noticing now. So tell me, because a lot of small businesses, they can get super overwhelmed. I mean, even big businesses, but they have maybe the resources or the know-how to get that done. How does a small business even handle such a thing as SEO and the Twitters and the Facebook and keeping up with all of that? So... I think the first thing to acknowledge, and this is again one of those little traps here, is when someone, when when we are given content marketing examples, we're often shown Fortune 500 companies. We're shown Dupont and Pepsi and Coke and Southwest, mm-hmm. and 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 
most of us are not one of those 500 companies. So, yep. so, so those examples just don't port over. They just they don't they they don't make sense and they don't apply well to our environment. So one thing one thing is to not accept those ideas on their face because they just they won't make it all the way over to to, to how you operate. Okay. So as we as we think about that in a more in a more um, palatable way, there are four things you got to have. Okay. And the first thing you have to have is essentially something to say. You need to have something unique to say in the marketplace. Now, we all think we have something to say, but saying that thing as a company, saying that thing and messaging that thing is a different challenge. It's a different commitment. So I consider that, I call that having a State of the Union address. So just like the president comes forward for the country every year and he tells us what we're faced with as a country. And you should do the exact same thing in your niche, in your industry. Tell your niche what you're faced with as a niche, as an industry. Mm -hmm. And make it clear that you as a company intend on attacking that problem. That is a, if ever there was a, you know, fork, uh, a stake in the ground, line in the sand, that, that's, what, that's what, you, what you want to do. So that's the first thing you got to do. You've got to have something compelling to say. The second thing you've got to do is have a clear point of view that differenti differentiates you from, from your competition. So you've got to be able to, to message that what we do is unique in our marketplace. It's not like anything else you've seen before. Again, sometimes that's clear internally, kind of in your chest, in your spirit, but putting words around that and putting them in front of customers is, is something different. Then you've got to publish content. So now you've got to say that. So that thing that you feel and kind of your, your, your team is kind of high-fived on, now you've got to create content that someone else can 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 digest. And that's a different again, that's a different set of skills that your company probably doesn't have. You probably don't have a content marketing expert or a content or a content team, right? Or and if you do, you it may have been cobbled together. And so again, you need that you need to you need to accept the expertise or accept the challenge of getting the skills of communicating and publishing the right, the right kinds of content. The last thing you've got to be able to do is measure the effectiveness of what you're doing. So you've, so you've, you've got this thing to say, you, you know how to say it, you've created some content, but now you have to, you have to, you have to submit that to some honest measurement, right? Like what, what matters most to us? Is it shares? Is it clicks? Is it clients? Is it, is it, is it registrations, et cetera? And you've got to hold your marketing accountable to those, to those metrics. Those four things together make, make for a quality content marketing strategy. And it's one that, that any business can actually execute. I love that. And I love your passion. It, it comes through. So let's go into a couple of those points that you make. Say you're a one-man show or just a very small business with limited resources because they're not the Pepsi Colas or the DuPonts that you speak of. How do they go about researching those tools to get them? Or how do they know about how to measure um, their social media efforts or their content marketing efforts. So, so let's be honest. If you are, if you are a one man show, if you're a one woman show, mm -hmm. you need some help. You're yep. not going to be able to do this on your own. You have your own expertise, what, whatever that is, whether it's, it's, in, it's in design, creative, building bricks, pouring cement, whatever you do. Okay. So you're going to have to get some help. And and you've got a budget for that help. That's just the that's just the honest reality. Now, well, how much you, budget? I'm going to stop you there. How much okay. budget should they allot for their social media or their content marketing? Okay. That's an, that's, okay. Great. Come back so, to that. Come back to that. <laughs> great. 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 
So so you've got to get so you got to get some help. So we've we've yep. acknowledged that. Okay. Now your project needs a scope, and so you've got to figure out how much content am I trying to create. Mm-hmm. The way that I think about that is is four pieces. I try to get my clients to think about four pieces. Okay. I want to speak directly against having an entire year-long content marketing calendar. I want to speak against this idea that you've got to create content every day or every week or every month. I want to remind you that this is not what you do. And so giving yourself that job is not smart. While we're talking about that, let's take that one-person show and multiply them times 10. If if you're a 10-person team, you probably still don't have someone with a specific content marketing um, expertise. Someone probably has two jobs. They have they have job A, and then when they have time, write some blog posts. So again, you need some help. Again, you got to be clear about 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 scope. I still would ask you to to focus on or challenge you to focus on those four pieces of content. But again, I just want to even if you t- took that same ten and 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 gave yourself a hundred, right? Multiply that times ten. Your team may still be three or four people that are focused on content marketing. Mm-hmm. So if, if you try to do some of the larger scale initiatives, you're gonna you're gonna find it to be over overwhelming. So um, we're, we got we got to get to we got to get to a, a sense of, a sense of scope, and we have to be able to budget against that scope. Now you you asked me, Alze, how much does it cost? Right. All right. All right. So you're gonna have three core pieces. You got to put a strategy together, a plan. Mm-hmm. You got to create some content. That's a budget tied to that. Then you got to promote that content. Now, a myth that I like to yell and scream about is that is this perception that content marketing is quote unquote free. Content marketing is not free. Even if you are going with an organic strategy trying to rank in Google, you are going there is a cost to having to maintain those rankings. And those who are listening who are, who are who are in that field know exactly what I'm talking about. But long story short, even if you have to hire someone to maintain the rankings, there's your cost. You've had to hire someone to maintain the rankings. So it's not content marketing is not free and to even talk like that I think is misleading. Mm-hmm. So you got to execute, you got you got you got three parts. Now, let's just go bare bones, let's go bare bones budget. Let's say you can figure out the strategy part yourself. I'd be concerned if you think that you can, but let's say let's assume that you can. All right. Mm-hmm. So if you say that you can and then you're going to write it yourself, let's say you're going to you're going to figure out where to put the content and, and how to message it yourself. Let's say you're going to write it all yourself. Cool. Let's say you can do that and do it well. Great. How are you going to promote it? Because content marketing of, let's say, 1995, 2000 was just press publish in WordPress. Mm-hmm. That was that was marketing. That was that was distribution. That doesn't hold. It, it just doesn't hold anymore. So there's some other things, there's some other outreach you're going to have to do. To give you a hard number, to just to kind of just see how you feel about it, 500 bucks a month. If 500 bucks a month is overwhelming, then then con- you got to think about content marketing totally differently. Your thought at that point is, is pure client acquisition. If 500 bucks a month is just not, you can't get your head around it, then you should be thinking about client acquisition and we're going in a different direction. But if 500 bucks, if you, that's if that's something you can kind of get your head around, then you can begin to use those funds to promote the, your content the way it's supposed to. Again, what is 500 bucks going to get them? So, so if I, de- depending on the route you want to go, so there's there's a there's some conversation that has, has to take place on who the, who that audience is, 
how to best reach that audience and and the tools that you personally have in your knowledge base to execute. But we'll make some assumptions for the sake of, mm-hmm. you know, being helpful in this in this podcast. So yep. um, let's let's make the assumption that uh, you've got a uh, paid advertising. Let's say that 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 I'll say the only way I know how to reach my audience is by buying ads. Great. Mm-hmm. Well, then you take your your pillar pieces of content, what you've written and you and you. Uh, you advertise that content. So th- there's a term for this. It's called native advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, it's not new. <laughs> it's not a new term, uh, but uh, it's called native advertising. And if if you if you know what I'm talking about already, I would I would drive you towards Facebook. Facebook's advertising platform is incredibly robust, and it allows for both demographic and psychographic targeting, which we can talk about a little bit if, if you like. But that is where I would send you to spend that budget is you'd spend it on Facebook, use Facebook's very, very strong targeting to put your content in front of that audience. That is the pure paid to, to draw the opposite spectrum. Let's let's say let's say pure unpaid, not free. Free free is scary. Um, but let's say that you're not that you're not paying for advertising. So then that means that there are relevant groups or pods of people that you know exist and you can get access to those groups. So now we're talking about things like Facebook groups. We're talking about LinkedIn groups. We're talking about community blogs and forums. And again, there was a a phrase I just said, you can get access to that group because knowing a group exists and you can't access them is not the same. So you've got to be able to access that group. Um, But assuming that you can get your content in front of one of those types of groups, then you can then you can use that budget to get in front of that group. What would that budget be used for, Alze, if the group if groups themselves are free? Sometimes you need to pay the administrator of that group to get access to that group. And sometimes you can do that through a newsletter distribution. You can do it through a, a some sort of blast, depending on the actual uh, the actual uh, platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have to pay for pay for the actual distribution. Sometimes you, there are some tools that you need to use to find the contact information of the people who run the groups. So again, you may find the group know it exists, but you have no idea who runs the group and don't know how to contact them. And whether you hire some people to, to, to mine that data or you use some tools to mine that data, that data may, may actually cost you. So what, what, how would they go about either finding the tools or do you have any recommendations for the tools that they could use? Oh boy. Okay, so there are tools We're today. We're just using you for all you got, Alze. <laughs> <laughs> there are, there are, there are tools for days. Uh, warning: they are like running with knives. You can cut yourself. There are plenty of tools out there that will waste your time. So, and not because the tools aren't useful. It's because it's not what you do. You're playing outside of your wheelhouse right now. But for the sake, for the sake of conversation, um, um, how about this one? How about Google? So, so you can go to Google. And Google is free, and if, and if you're if you're th- if you think intelligently, there are a number of uh, different types of searches you can use to find contact information. That's 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 one particular tool. Um, there are um, and they're escaping me now, and so I, I, I'll have to send send you a link to, to to supplement. There 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 are two or three other tools that are that are I see their websites, but I can't I can't pull the name up. How about that, the ones we should stay away from? You have any? Tool- any tools that we should definitely stay away from? Tools you don't understand, and so let's let, let's let's put that let's put that in in, in some context, um, because all the tools work. So I, I boy, the conversation about tools I told you is dangerous. It's dangerous. 
All the tools work. They all, all the tools do what they say they do. They all work. But there are, if you are not at power tools level, then don't get power tools tools. Right. So, for, so for example, there are a variety of, of great CRM tools like Pardot and Pardot and uh, 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 Marketo and, and, and HubSpot and etc. right? You need to be at a certain level of functioning to make use of those tools. Right. If, if you're not at, at that level, then you should, frankly, you should avoid those tools. Right. Since, since we're talking about those tools and go a level, a level deeper, there are or a level um, less complex and less expensive. There are, there are tools like Office Autopilot and Infusionsoft that are also CRM tools. A level underneath those are tools like AWeber and ActiveCampaign and GetResponse. And so I just gave you three different le- levels of tools for mm-hmm. CRM, for example. Um, they're all good, though. I don't want to call any of them bad. They're all good. But please choose the tool that fits your level of functioning. Gotcha. I, I understand that. Just like real tools, there there might be a, a power saw that works, but I'm certainly not going to pick that up because I don't know how to use it. <laughs> Absolutely, right? And you can, and it's dangerous. They, they put a warning label on the tool, right? Now, right. internet tools don't have warning labels, but they should because they, they can should. waste your time. Unless yeah, you so. hire an expert. Exactly. Right. Okay, great. So, um, Alze, tell us how we should rethink our content marketing strategy. So, uh, we've got we've got the four the four things that we just outlined, right? You got You got to have those things. There is there is, and so now that you under, now that we see those things as a as an overarching strategy, an approach, a framework. Mm-hmm. My my encouragement w- w- would be to keep that. You have to get to the end of those four things to see their value. So please keep your execution as simple as possible. So I said you got to have something to say, you got to have a, a differentiation me, uh, model, you got to be able to uh, publish content, you got to be able to measure what you have. You can do all of that with Word documents and, and, and Excel spreadsheets. And if that's what you have and what you know, do that so you can get to the end, the fourth one, where you can actually measure what you're doing. You actually have results you can measure. If if you can handle more complexity, do that. But I, th- I think one of the traps that we get into when we start we get to execute is that there are just too many moving parts. And, and um, fussing through the moving parts is not serving clients, is not growing your business, is not building your brand. It's just simply fussing through the moving parts. So that's the one thing I would say is that focus on, focus on simplicity and execution. Great. Um, one thing that, that comes up is every business nowadays feels like they need to have a blog. Um, how, how important do you feel that is for any kind of business? I, you're hearing my silence uh, because, <laughs> because um, um, I know uh, you said that you be, be clear on having something important to say. So if yes. they don't really have something to say, should they even have a blog out there? Yes. Okay. So, so, so should you have a blog? I'm going to, I'm going to say no to should you have a blog? When we think blog, we think about weekly tools and tips and tricks and your best client is less interested in weekly tools and tips and tricks. So to a blog, I say no. Should you be publishing content? I say yes. That's a resounding yes. So part of what you're hearing from me is is I'm pushing against some of that vocabulary 
that kind of has some assumptions in it. Mm -hmm. So your should, so should there be content on your website? Absolutely. Um, whether it is whether you call it a blog or a white paper or a series of ebooks or you call it um, an infographic, what you call it depends, and all of those different content formats work. What is what is most important? And let me just kind of let me draw a, a, a short picture. Hopefully, this 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 conveys well. Let's think about your best client for a second. Uh, your best prospect who is trying to get a goal accomplished, right? Mm -hmm. And so your your best prospect assumed that that goal was going to be easy, right? It's kind of like when you go grocery shopping and you think you think you're just going to go into the store and buy one thing and you don't, right? <laughs> so you go into the go to, go to the grocery store, think you're going to buy one thing and you always come out with, you know, 100 spending 100 bucks th thought you're going to only spend 10. That happened to me at Target yesterday. <laughs> it, so it happens, it happens to all of us, right? So let, <laughs> let's let's use that as the context, right? So if 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 your business is focused on helping people save money, then that is one of their issues. That's one of your, your one of your best prospects' challenges is is managing how they spend their uh, their, their grocery dollars. Okay, so then your content should be designed to help them solve that problem. For example, one issue that the, that the, that this client is having, this prospect is having, is that they're not planning before they go to the store. They just go. Mm -hmm. So step one is to develop a plan, right? a piece of content that you have on your website that explains how to plan before you go to the store. Another issue that they have when they get to the store is they're totally impulse driven. So whatever sounds and looks cool and blinks and flashes goes in the basket. And so you've got to give them a, a framework or a structure to keep them from getting lost in the Snickers aisle when they don't belong buying candy bars <laughs> and Reese's. Right. And right. so an, an, another perhaps another step of that is when you actually get to the um, register to, ch to, to check out, perhaps how they pay is an issue. So you may you, as the expert in this field, you may consider that they always use a debit card and not cash so they can track all of their expenses. So a debit card, you can always go back and look at your receipts mm -hmm. and you can see, see what you spent. So there, there should be a, 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 a awesome piece of content, whether you call it an infographic or a white paper or an ebook, that completely explains how to manage each step of that process. Mm -hmm. if, you can, if you can visualize that, when someone goes to your website, what they see now is a continuum. They, they see, oh, there's step one, I've got a budget. Oh, there's step two, I've got to manage my expectations. Oh, there is, there is step three, which is, which is tracking how I spend. Mm -hmm. And so then you become that business that helps them think through that entire process. So whether your service is, or whether you're selling a software item, which is tracking tracking how to track their uh, their expenses, or you sell some sort of personal shopping service, where you where you go with them, or you however however you deliver that, but the point there is that that those three pieces of content do more heavy lifting in the eyes of your best prospect than any list of tools and tips and tricks that just sound like uh, the, the the thought of the day. Nice. Um, let's go back developing the content we talked about the calendar a little bit earlier and you recommend not doing a calendar year out month out um, what have you so when you're coming up with this original content what would you recommend and how often about how often they should be coming up with original content for their business so that's, that's, a, that's a really good question because it's forcing me to state an assumption of my own so my assumption is that you are you are you are creating that content to bring in new business. Mm -hmm. That's my that's my core assumption. 
So I'm, for example, so I'm, I'm assuming that you are not creating content simply for clicks or simply for likes or simply for any other sort of social sharing metric. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, what you're, when you sit down to think through your content, you are thinking about how to speak as clearly and as loudly as I can through this individual piece. I'm not counting on 20 pieces of content to make the point. I'm going to make the point in this particular white paper or blog post or, or article or what have you. So you're thinking about taking a stance in the marketplace. And let's say you're going to do that with these four pieces of content. What you, what, where your effort then goes once you have that content written is you take that one of those pieces and you put it everywhere you believe your best client is. Mm -hmm. So your effort month over month isn't creating more content. Your effort month over month is finding more pockets of people to show that content to reach. And so to, to reach, that's right. I'm mm -hmm. talking about reach right now. So that so that is so your effort should be spent with on reach and less about simply the creation of more content. Yep. Quality versus quantity. Versus, mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, awesome. All right. So what are we missing? I want to get as much out of you as I can because <laughs> what you have to say is so valuable to all of our showcase members and beyond. So so what 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 can you give me? What can you give <laughs> all of us? I, I, uh, I'm fascinated. I'm like I'm mentally taking notes and I'm going to be listening to it over and over and over again. Well, I, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I'm, I, we're trying to be helpful here. So thank yes, you for kind absolutely. of helping me push, push to helpfulness. Um, I think, I think so, so, so some basic ideas, some basic ideas is to, is to take uh, inventory of what you're doing today and to be honest with you and say, is it working for me? If it's working for you, then please don't reinvent the wheel. Keep doing what you're doing. Hmm. If, if, if for some level, some reason it's not working for you, then you got to just be honest and say, you know what? I don't like what I'm doing. We're doing it. I'm doing it. But we, we can and should do this better. Okay. So then given the, the framework that I've laid out, kind of those four, the, those four essential elements, mm -hmm. which of those is causing you the most pain? And so then that will drive you to the kind of help you need. Do I need help strategically trying to figure out what we should be saying? Do I, do I, I need help publishing and creating content in the first place? Do I need more help? In, in the promotion arm of it, do I need more help measuring what we're doing? So, so that, so take, take the assessment. In addition to that, I have a two pronged thought. What we are talking about is now mandatory. There used to be a time where you didn't have to create content on behalf of your business. You could just kind of exist and kind of network your way into being successful. Yeah. But Showcase, as, as an example of a social, a social media platform, is an example of, of our voracious appetite for content. We want content. Mm -hmm. And so people are, are looking for that content. You have to create content. You've been disrupted. We've been disrupted. It's, it's where we are. So you got to do it. In this conversation, I'm doing my best in this short time frame to make the point that what, that what we're talking about, though, is still manageable. You can do this without having to create a new arm of your company called the content marketing arm. You can do it without developing some new silo within your company. This is, this is the, the kind of thing that you can do. You can do it uh, with speed, and you can do it in a way that is strategic that drives results. How's that? 
Well, I love that. And I love the thought that you mentioned earlier how, you know, even if you are a small business or even if you're, you know, one person, you it, it's not anything that you can just go ask for help. You don't have to know everything about everything out there. You know, right. you still can manage content marketing and there's experts out there like you and and and, and speaking of which, like, so as we wrap up, um, how would people even contact you if they were interested in hiring you for your services and your business? Because obviously, you know, you know what you're talking about. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Uh, there is, if if you like this conversation and you want to kind of go a little deeper, uh, there is a presentation that you can view actually at covetedconsultant.com/free. So co at covetedconsultant.com/free, there is a uh, it is an on-demand presentation where I walk through these things visually, so you can see oh, how nice. each step, how each step flows out and how it all how it all makes sense. So uh, that is the um, that's why I suggest you go. If you want to contact me directly, you can, alzay at covetedconsultant.com. Um, however, don't be offended if I send you to that presentation mm -hmm. because, because it, it, does, it does the job of showing you all of this stuff um, in a way that that's palatable, in a way that that's useful. Okay. They obviously can connect with you on Showcase. Absolutely. Um, yes. They can see your work there visually yep. as well. And, yep. um, and any other projects coming up for you that we should look out for? Um, actually, no, no, nothing, nothing, nothing earth shattering. Uh, what one thing I'm focused on now as, as a company is I really I'm on, is on the strategic side of this conversation. I think that that uh, many business owners and leaders of companies are, fi are, fi are finding themselves uh, just really overwhelmed with all the, all the moving parts. So the first thing they need is a plan. And so to the point that you made a, l a little earlier, you can manage this in-house. This is, this is manageable in-house. Mm -hmm. uh, but you got to have a plan first, though. Without, without a, a documented plan, it's going to end up becoming madness all over again. So that's a, that's a focus that I've had mo most, most recently is helping more companies create a structured, documented, palatable plan that they can execute, that, 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 the, that their team can go execute. Alze, thank you so much. This was really fascinating, and I uh, really was enlightened. So I'm really happy that you came on. So, thanks, thanks for having me. I yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much.